cliffcentral.com. So we've got uh, an interesting dude here that I wanted to talk to, and I'm pleased that he can join us this morning. Um, we're going to talk about someone who's doing extraordinary things. This morning, I wanted to highlight the rise of a guy called Manuel Rodriguez. He's the CFO of African Operations and the MD of Escolia de Povo, which is in Mozambique. Miguel's been announced as the overall winner of the 2020 Top 35 Under 35 Chartered Accountants Award, and that's a pretty impressive thing. And the Top 35 Under 35 competition was launched by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, SICA, in 2014 to recognize its young CAs. It's proven to be a huge, successful operation in recognizing and promoting young CAs under the age of 35 who are not just achieving extraordinary results in their professional capacity, but also are having a positive impact on society. So we thought we would spotlight um, Manuel this morning. Hey, Manuel, how are you? I'm good, thanks, and you? Good, and <coughs> congratulations on your award. Thank you so much, yeah. It was a, a, a bit of a surprise, but a really awesome thing to have happened in my life. Well, it's it's very good to have you on this morning, and I love hearing uh, these stories. But tell us about the, the projects you're involved in, particularly this uh, school, Escolia de, de Povo, uh, in Mozambique. Tell us about that. Sure. So, um, uh the the company we set up in in Mozambique in 2015, and um, it translates it's Portuguese and it translates to the People's Choice. Mm. Um, so effectively, what what the business is is um, it, you know it's got quite a big social leg to it, but it is actually a properly functioning business. So what we do is we've set up like a um, or we've taken control over some government assets, which is a feed mill and a a maize mill. And what we do is we procure all of our inputs from the small-scale farmers. So there's about 75,000 farmers that we have in our books, and each of these guys are growing like a ton, two tons, three tons of maize, soya, you know, other other types of things. We buy that from them. We process. So we make um, a chicken feed. We make a, um, a fortified maize meal. Yeah. And uh, we also then built our own uh, hatchery. So we sell the day-old chick and the feed then back to the communities, and then we send our technicians out there to teach the guys how to grow chicken. Um, and then once the guys have grown grown the chicken, a, they then sell the, the live bird. It's a whole cycle of sustainability. And, and obviously when you study… It's, it's, it's a little microeconomy. It's, a, it's yeah. legitimately a little microeconomy. I mean, when you study to be a, a chartered accountant, you think, oh, well, I'll just deal with the books in some company. But now here you are dealing with day-old chicks and chicken feed and a sustainable economy. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite incredible. <laughs> yeah, and I think one, one of the, the benefits or I think one of the reasons why we were able to get government to cross the line with, with a project like this is that if you look at maize or soya, you know, any type of agricultural crop, um, you, 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 your yield would be a once a year type of thing. So when harvest time comes, you, you pull out whatever you've grown and, and you sell that. Where the benefit of doing something with chicken is literally every 35 days, you've got something to sell and you, you churn. Um, so yeah, I think it's been quite, quite a learning curve. It's been quite interesting to take what you've learned and then plug it into an environment that is completely out of your field. Um, and yeah, so it's personally, it's been uh, really developmental. What made you decide to study chartered accountancy? Ah, um, so yeah, I was never meant, I was never meant to be a CA. Um, uh, I, I left school and I went straight into my law degree 
And um, at, at in my final year of, of law, I had some commercial subjects as part of my law degree. Mm-hmm. And then my lectures sort of saw like accounting was, you know, sort of the thing. And at the time, I was president of the SRC, so I was dealing a lot with the deans of of the the, the various faculties. So then, the dean of of the uh, economics and finance uh, faculty pretty much pulled me aside and said, "Look, I, I heard your lecturers say that you know you've got a bit of a knack for for this type of thing. Yeah, um, send me your CV." So then I sent wow. it to. Yes. Wow. No, Sears. Oh, sorry. Sears never. That's never happened to him. So he was just surprised. <laughs> <No. with him. laughs> I was called into the principal's office for not good reasons. So if the dean is congratulating you, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, at, at the time I just felt like you know she was trying to be mates because you know I was, I was president of the SRC, so I didn't think much of it. Um, uh, yeah, and she took. It's my CV, and then some of the firms came back and were like, "Look, if you do a conversion course, we'll give you a bursary." And and and, and I suppose the the rest is history. So I was actually meant to be a lawyer, um, but life like deflected my path. No, that sounds amazing. Um, and and getting this award is this important to you? I know you were hugely surprised. Um, you you had no idea it was coming, right? Um, I didn't. I didn't. I think if I. Uh, when I looked at the caliber of all the other candidates and, and I, I had made peace with the fact that, okay, maybe this isn't for me and it's completely okay. And I'm here to support whoever does get it. Um, I think what is, what is uh, subsequently having a little bit of time to have reflected on, on what's actually happened here. Um, you know, a lot of people who or sometimes think, you know, like you got this award, it means you're like the best of something. And it's not really the case. It's, um, it's nice to be recognized, but for me, I think if anything, that this, this award is a platform. Um, so Matt, I, was just, I was just saying now that you learned two new languages in order to communicate better with the people on the ground. What, what languages are those? So I, um, okay. So it wasn't two. I think, I think one of the judges might have misunderstood me. It was one and a little bit of, of another. So, um, I signed up for, for Portuguese classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I signed up for a four month course. Um, and that's held me in really good stead in, in this particular project. Cause a lot of the interactions that we have are, you know, with ministers and, you know, that type of thing, cause government is involved in this project. So the ability to, to communicate in, in their languages is quite important. And then, you know, you learn the occasional, um, you know, the local dialect is language, language called Chichewa. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say I speak Chichewa at all, but like some of the basic catchphrases like yeah. thank you and please. And, those those types of things you learn you learn those those bits and pieces um so yeah i think uh, i think it is important i mean communication is is one of the the key elements of any human relationship um and so initially when i first signed on onto this project we were we were attending these meetings with government officials to get the the, the right. deal done but the meetings were all held in portuguese and um in english sorry and at some point, you you know, you you sort of have to come to the party if this is what you want to be Just, doing. Just uh, tell us quickly, what are your goals for next year? Because we're approaching the end of 2020. It's been a hell of a difficult year for everybody. But what are your goals for the next one? So in in my mind, um, specifically relating to, to the project in Mozambique, in terms of the vision that I have for this particular project, we're currently about 60% through. Um, there's another couple of elements that, um, you know, that, that I need to, to put in place. So one of the things that I do really want to do is to, to put in place a, an abattoir type structure. So 
just just to explain some some logic behind that is you can imagine if if you're growing chicken and you this this chicken is ready after 35 days for sale but you don't sell it for whatever reason you still need to keep on feeding it so the small scale farmer's margin starts to decrease um, then you're guaranteeing the margin for for the small scale farmer and then in doing that you're increasing your your volumes getting better uptake and, and all of that so my goal for 2021 um, is to to put that in place. Um, so it's about a $2 million investment, which wow. I'm working on. Um, yeah, sure. And that takes me then to 80% of my vision. And then the last, the last leg is for 2022. Well, good luck, man. It sounds incredible. And congrats again on your award. And we'll hopefully check in with you again once you've uh, taken this thing to the next level again which uh, it sounds like you're one of those people who makes things happen. It's good to meet you. Thanks, Manuel. Thank you. Cool, man. There we go. Manuel Rodriguez.